This is Joey Minsky, and don't worry, Cap, I got this fiddle faddle. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the All Star Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining me on the panel tonight is Joey Naminsky, Roger May, and Johnny Morales. Producing in front of me, as always, is Matt, who had a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, oh Matt. God. Happy birthday, birthday Matt. Matt. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And if this is the first time you've ever joined us on this show, uh, we typically review three new releases uh, that have come out this week one from Marvel, one from DC, and an independent. We're going to review a graphic novel later. We'll do a lightning round, and then we are going to hit you with some previews and maybe answer a couple questions and hit you with some news as well. So why don't we go ahead and get started on the block for Marvel is Nova number 11. And I believe our special guest this week, Joey Naminsky, has the pitch for that. Thanks for uh, screwing up my name, by the way. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So it's uh, everyone's name. So don't feel too bad. So it's uh, it's Joey Naminsky, written by Joey Naminsky. What the <laughs> what the fiddle faddle? It's uh, Nova. It's written by um, Sean Ryan. The art's by Corey Smith. Uh, color is Andreas Mosa. We'll go with that. Maybe. And the cover is a dual people. I'm assuming by um, Humberto Ramos and Eller- Edgar Delgado. Uh, pretty much, it's Sam Alexander is in space looking for his father Jesse. And uh, he's trapped inside the world mine. Not really trapped, I guess, but he's in the world mine mm-hmm. to learn where his father is, if his father's dead, um, and to learn how to use the Nova helmet, essentially. Right. And um, that's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's 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 what the book is. The, uh, the artist is actually uh, Corey Smith, uh, Humberto Ramos, and Ed- Edgar Delgado did the cover. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is interesting because I, you know, I'd read the first few issues of Nova and I thought it was good, but I, I preferred Richard Ryder to yep. Sam Alexander. I thought the, you know, the notion of you know a young kid getting you know superpowers, kind of following in his father's footsteps, you know, was was kind of cool. But I don't know, it, it didn't play as much for me. But this this particular issue actually made me like Sam Alexander a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the you know the play between him and the world mind. That was yeah. And when Richard Ryder you know comes in into into this issue, contacts him through the world mind. And that was that was kind of cool. Um, but I did I, I had one issue with this. Mm-hmm. One issue with this issue. <laughs> issue one with issue. issue. Bad puns for days, folks. What was it? Yeah, um, the uh, I love the art. But is it this was what we were talking about. It, it is. It's yeah. What we, I, each of the books this week, I had I had minor issues with. Um, the The art is is beautiful, and you get these awesome, beautiful splash pages. But at times, it's it's kind of hard to follow. The layouts the, are confusing. Yeah, <laughs> and so you would end up you would end up you know reading a couple of different panels to see which one was the most logical to flow mm-hmm. in in right. the in the context of the conversation. But outside of that, I mean, the art's beautiful. Oh yes. Yeah, uh, I actually um, I do see the problem with this kind of uh, layout that uh, it's weird layout that you know you you don't know where to follow. But I also like that since he's in this world mine, uh, I think and uh, I forget what page it was, but there was actually a word balloon that trails off because you know it, it the world mine is so convoluted and ever changing and moving, and I just uh, really appreciated that. I'll say that this is, you know, this is another book that I I enjoyed from Marvel in, you know, in a while. Not my favorite because, look, 
if I was a kid reading Sam Alexander, I'd probably be all about it. Yeah. I'm 32. I don't care what a 15-year-old trying to be a superhero is going through. Yeah. So hey, Spidey is your favorite that, Marvel book right now, right? No. No? Him worrying about... <laughs> him and his mom, you know, you know him worrying about a, what his mom... That was a touching moment. Yeah. I, I, I'll yeah. give him that. And look, there's nothing wrong... That, look, anything that I'm going to say that's negative would be just nitpicking on it. Because it's it's a good book from from what I from what I read. Is it something that I would follow regularly? Probably not. There was one thing on the epilogue page that got me excited, and I don't know if I should share that. Share it. Yeah, share it. Go ahead. Spoilers. Um. So you flip past the letter section, and you get one page, and it is the return of Richard Ryder. So that I was like, yes. All Did right. I open up that page though. Let me. Because I, I had a when I when I read it and I got to that last page, okay, that very last panel where you have, it, it's Richard Ryder saying, "Hey, mom, I'm back." The coloring on that is is interesting, and you have this light coming in from the back and these clouds in the background, but it's almost it, you know I I don't know it almost looks like there's this ethereal quality yes. to it and I don't know it's like is he a ghost or is he really there is he really is there? there I mean he looks corporeal enough yeah. but you still the lighting is you know I don't know it's 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 different enough to make me think that something is up with that there's there's a reason that they colored it like yeah, that yeah and what's weird is because like you know the whole point of the world mind mind manifesting somewhat as Richard Ryder when he's talking to Sam right. earlier in the issue. Well, it was like Richard Ryder was able to break through. Yeah, and so it's like, well, the world mind's supposed to be a compilation of all the deceased Novacore members. Novacore members. Right. Richard Ryder's not deceased, so I know he right. still has the helmet and he's connected. But so it could there could be playing off of something like that, like he's somehow coming through to Earth. Yeah. That so there's a lot of questions that they raise just with that one page. Oh wait, Matt, I was wrong. What? He doesn't have two hands. Oh snap! Is is Richard? Isn't Richard? Ryder no, there's dead? two hands. I thought he's that was not in a pocket. He's stuck in the oh. cancer. He's got right? a no, hand in, in his pocket, pocket. but yeah. it's in his pocket. It looked like a yeah. nub. Yeah, but uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I believe uh, when the Guardians of the Galaxy escaped from the Cancerverse, uh, I think Richard Ryder uh, sacrificed, he himself. sacrificed himself. Yeah. Yeah. So because he would be Thanos, dead. Thanos, Star Lord, and Richard Ryder were all stuck, yeah. and he basically had his arm torn off and sacrificed himself so they can get out. Thanos and Star Lord, right? Know. Yeah. So well, I don't know, but the hand is in the pocket. Yeah, it so could be kn- enough. Who knows what's going to go on with oh. with that? So were you guys Maybe also aware that this is the last Nova Sam Alexander issue too? Yes, I gathered yeah. that from reading it. Yeah. Um. So I'm assuming that. Wait. With the, I just started to like this kid, and he's gone already. Well, the well, new I Nova number one. It's going to focus on I think Richard, Richard training. Oh, okay. Maybe Sam is what mm-hmm. I was kind of getting. I'm not but it's not going to be a Sam book. No, it's not yeah. going to be a Sam book. And I enjoyed, you know, one of his questions to the world mine is, you know, I am I going to, con- you know, should I continue to be a hero and lie to my friends? And the world mine tells him, you know, you don't have to lie to your friends. You can, you can still be the hero, and people could know. And that was actually, you know, that yeah. was that was a pretty great moment. And he shows his friends later. He goes you know, to his friends and he's like i've got something to confess and they, they already knew yeah and Puts they're the like helmet on and hits finally, the tree you know yeah does, does um, he still have his, a cool moment does he still have his dad's uh helmet because yes. i, I yeah. love that it's actually like bigger you know on his head that yeah. Corey smith actually incorporates that, that that the helmet is obviously bigger and it doesn't fit him quite right i'm just really glad it wasn't a civil war two tie-in yeah it yeah. wouldn't have made much sense yeah. trying to tell this story and then incorporate a panel and a half of Civil War into it. So, um, 
Anybody else? We want to do some star ratings. Yeah, um, I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, I, I'll give it three stars. I mean, it was good enough. The 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 art was 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 really good. There was the one drawback, uh, but but I, ultimately, you know, I, I I really enjoyed the art and and the story was strong enough. I connected to it and and I actually like Sam Alexander better than I had previously. So I'll say three stars. Good, not great. Sweet. I'm I'm gonna do the same. Three stars. Pretty much the same reasons. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go three as well. Uh, just same exact reasons. Panel layouts were a little confusing. The art's great. Um, and I do care a minuscule amount more about <laughs> Sam. But, you know, I just, I, I'm kind of over Marvel trying to pitch all these teenage superheroes. Because I know how I was as a teenager. There's no way I could have handled that responsibility. <laughs> you just hate teenagers. I teach them all the time. Yeah. So. Oh, well, yeah, that would make you so hate I, them. I love them, uh-huh. but I also, like, have a deep-seated hate towards them. Right. Uh, I, <laughs> Just kidding to all my students listening. This, <laughs> this book for me was filled with a lot of uh, hope, uh, and I just love that about it, and I'm going to give it four stars because I, I, I actually do love the character with Jeff Loeb did. I haven't uh, kept up on it uh, as of late, but reading this, it just makes me want to read a, more Nova issues. So four. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, th- I, I, I agree 100% that, it, that there's a lot of hope and optimism in that book, which yeah. is which is cool. All right. So we're going to go ahead and go to our indie book, which I'm kind of stoked. Um, and I'm pitching this one, apparently. It's Lady Mechanica, number one. And what happens with this series is it goes a couple of issues well through a story arc and then it stops and then it comes back with another number one so I don't know what the actual proper number of this is but this is a new story arc called La Dama de la Muerte mm-hmm. and awesome. I practiced it um, <laughs> number one uh, and it's kind of going back and giving us um, a little bit of character development and if you're unfamiliar with Lady Mechanica this was one of the first indie books you ever pitched me and I fell in love with it Yes, it is a steampunk book and actually on the back here has probably one of the best pitches for this that I've read. So I'm just going to shoot through that real quick. Oh, yeah, do it. Um, the tabloids dubbed her Lady Mechanica, the sole survivor of a mad scientist's horrific experiments, which left her with mechanical limbs. Having no memory of her captivity or her former life, Mechanica eventually built a new life for herself as a private investigator using her unique abilities to solve cases the proper authorities couldn't or wouldn't handle. But she never stopped searching for the answers to her own past. Set in a fictionalized fictionalized steampunk uh, turn of the century England, a time when magic and superstition clashed with new scientific discoveries and inventions, Lady Mechanica is about a young woman's search for her own identity as she solves other mysteries involving science and the supernatural. And this is a great book. It is created and penciled by Joe Benitez, who is the only artist that I happen to have a commission by hanging up in my room at this point. Um, I, yeah, I love the detail that he. I, you can tell this is this is a labor of love for him. Yep. You know, something that, that he's worked on for a long time. And well, Jonathan, you'll test the this Lady Mechanica series that originally came out. It started what four or five years ago? Two thousand eleven? No, two thousand ten. Because wow. it had been out yeah. already, and you there were he was plagued with delays and issues because it originally came out on aspen right there were like two issues that came out and then it was like six eight months for issue three Mm -hmm. and then i swear uh, a year it was another year until uh no because there was a zero issue they went zero one two three right and that was that those all came out over the course of two years and we had to wait for four 
until last year, right, or the year before last, and it then was, he finally got rights to his his creation. One, yeah, once once yeah. it once it was removed from the Aspen. You know, I don't know if it was contractual obligations or whatever, but once once he got um, ownership back, it's been coming out really regularly. So yeah. if, if you looked at Lady Mechanica a long time ago. And got frustrated with it and, and didn't come back. I would highly recommend you coming back because it's been very regular. Yeah. And it's been very good. So Who's putting it out now? He is. It, he Joe is. Benitez. Oh, wow. Benitez Productions. So that's wow. the imprint that it's on now. So it's his baby. Yeah. It is literally his baby. And you can tell, like you said, it's a labor of love for him. He, mm-hmm. he did finally bring in a friend of his, um, M.M. Chen. Right. Uh, to kind of help, help with, with scripting story and story yeah, and stuff, yeah. which I think in turn helps him stay regular. Also, and um, Martin Montiel for the pencils. No, Benitez does the majority of the pencils in this oh, okay. particular issue. I think it's the first two pages, maybe oh. that are that are him, but it's still Benitez's mm-hmm. like layouts and stuff like that. Yeah, I just so, saw the credits, so that's yeah. what I thought. So. I I got the same story with you with starting this. I started maybe a year ago with uh, the Manifest Destiny storyline. When he finally when he got the rights to it, it was the first story he put out himself. Roger pitched it to me. Uh, the Tablet of Destinies? Yes. Destinies? Destinies. Yeah, that yeah. was a great story, too. And that was, that's the one I put out. You know, that's when he put that out, that's how I started reading it, and I fell in love with it. It's just... He knows how to write a strong female. I'll give him that. Oh, yeah. Like, Mechanic yeah. is a great character. The yeah. only concern, the only thing I never liked with it is, you know, trying to pull this book and and constantly getting it and... and reading it is you have to once one arc is done yeah it's you have to pull all over right the new book that's so if you don't know about like, it and you're you not paying attention you come you in it's like it. what yeah <laughs> that was a i've, new I've missed issue. um you know in this issue he talks she talked yeah he she talks about the death of her lover who's introduced in the tablet of destinies dallas dallas and i had no idea he died I was just assuming I that... Think, spoilers. Oh, yeah. But he died <laughs> now, in I wasn't back. sure if this happened after Tablet Destinies and the, the, the previous story arc, the little two-part one that came out, or if this was like a way flashback. Uh, you know, I don't know. Because that's I what I, was I, like, I didn't read Tablet of Destinies. So. I'm used to having to picking this book up and be like, oh, okay, it doesn't matter what the last story arc. This is a totally, totally new story and whatnot. So I, I was missing a lot of context for this uh, story uh, because this is my first issue, you know, reading Lady Mechanica. But I think uh, Joe Benitez did a really well job of establishing who oh, yeah. she was and uh, what, you know, what she meant. And, and, uh, Jonathan, you mentioned that he is from you know Hispanic uh, descent, and I can see it. Uh, he treats uh, the festival the uh, Dia de los Muertos, November second, you know, with respect. It's not a, a day to mourn the dead; it's actually to celebrate the dead, and he it shows in his comic books, and I really appreciate it. He's that. done a lot. Like if you look at this particular cover, um, the Day of the the Dead mm-hmm. um, cover, he does a lot of these. Actually, this is this is not the first time he's done these kind of covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the the, the B C D covers that are exclusives to like either his website or whatever right. he does Lady Mechanica in that he's done that a lot and I think this is a story he wanted to tell so he could incorporate a lot of right, that and right. do the festival because he went all out mm-hmm. with the, the festival look of, oh, of all that and, I really and enjoyed at how so, how confused Lady Mechanica was about the <laughs> festival because she's British yes <laughs> yeah. yeah growing up in Southern California we kind of know a little bit yeah. about the Day of the Dead festival mm-hmm. How out there she was and not understanding everything, I thought was brilliant. Yeah, and for the, the one thing, let me say this about the you know because I I loved I loved the you know the the portrayal of the Hispanic culture and the Day of the Dead and everything and, and 
I have I have one little pet peeve with with something in here, and it's and it's just the writing that they do. Okay, often in comics you'll have you know it'll say translated from Spanish oh, when it's in it when in it's brackets. in brackets. Yeah. Okay, and and that's all the way through this, and that's cool. I am absolutely down with it because it's like okay, well, they're speaking a different language. It's translated. You know, I'm cool. But in the all throughout this book, inside the brackets, there are Spanish phrases that oh, aren't yeah. that aren't translated. <laughs> all wow. throughout this book, yeah. And I was like, no, it's cool because I look, I I like the Spanish phrases, you know. Yeah. Uh, but if if you're if you're gonna say it's translated and it's not, it, you know, it's just a, it's a picky. Well, the editor was caught sleeping on that one. I yeah. think I, it wasn't hard for me. To understand those little bit of phrases, I mean, come on, born and yeah, raised well, in Southern I th- California, I think that mo- right? Yeah. I think that most everybody here understand. You know, it's like if they said Dia de los Muertos, you know, I mean, you know, it's Day of the Dead. You know, mm-hmm. I think you get it, and it, it, if nothing else, it sounds really cool to yeah. to read it in your head. You know, yeah. but but it's still not. It's 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 within the brackets, yeah. and so. Well, I, I, I'm looking at this. Um, I'm reading some of the, the word balloons, and I see what you're talking about. But I, I think he left that in there just to show, you know, how they, they speak, they're culturally speaking. Because uh, mija means, you know, uh, m- my daughter or daughter or anything like that. But And if he translated it into English, I don't think it would have that same effect if you were re- – you're trying to get the effect that you're well, reading like, a foreign language. He wouldn't, like, well, yeah, it think, wouldn't – go ahead. It wouldn't lo- – you know – translated that word wouldn't make sense to it you know it's you know how are you something about you know my daughter it's like well why are you calling well, this woman think, that you just met my daughter i think well, with mija I, I mean i, I don't I, I don't remember per se but i'm pretty sure with mija they gave some context as to what the definition of that word was mm-hmm. that it was you know there's there's a, a familiar um yeah know, albeit colloquial representation of yeah, with of the term, but with, with Spanish, mi hija, that's my daughter. Mija means uh, like it's someone younger than girl, you, right? woman. Yes, and mijo is also like a term of endearment to someone you know that that may not be close to you, but that that's how elders uh, speak to uh, the younger people in right. in that language. So I think they're trying to incorporate that, uh, you know that the the language and the culture the feeling yeah yeah so and, and before I think, this turns into a full like spanish lesson let's actually talk about the <laughs> yeah, story yeah. before okay. we wrap yeah, up right, on this right, book. Right, right. sorry guys i i know we're, we're we're kind of like splitting hairs here with the the language thing so um this is like a, a predominantly i mean it's a number one so it's a predominantly a setup issue to something that's happening and it's dealing with the day of the dead mm-hmm. like you said the festival and whatnot and um the the title of the story is la dama de la muerte so in the beginning, he kind of has like a little bit of a, a setup to, and, and that translates to what, Johnny? Uh, la Dama de la Morte. Uh, the Lady of the Death. Lady of Death? Yeah. Cool. Okay, so we kind of get a little bit of setup about specifically like a characterized version of the Lady of Death. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's kind of like a prologue, and then it jumps into the story with Mechanica, and she's kind of running away, doesn't really know, didn't really mean to end up in Mexico, but she did because she was running, you know, and just needed to get away. And so, um, what when ends she up, was almost guided there. Yes. Yeah. You know, like because that's what they kind of allude to. Like the soul knows what it needs. Yeah. Kind of the thing. blind it's, man. It's, yeah, that it's was almost wonderful. like a divine intervention. Yeah. You know. I, I gotta say I, I'm very fluent in Spanish but uh, the lady of death's name I cannot say I, I, yeah. Probably. well that's, that's ancient Aztec yeah <laughs> let, let me let me try Mixteca 
Mixteca Si Huatl Yeah no, well I'm done. Not yeah, no. <laughs> well done. Barely. Well, it's like Quetzalcoatl, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it it spelled nothing Quetzalcoatl. like it sounds. Yeah. But yeah. so we get like kind of a lot of actual because Mechanica is a typically a really strong character, and from a lot of the previous story arcs that we've done, very strong. Um, and we actually see like kind of like a vulnerable side to her in this. Yes. Her, she's dealing with loss, which she hasn't yeah. really. We haven't seen that before. If you're familiar with the character. And so you're kind of going through, she's kind of learning like, okay, I don't necessarily have to mourn the person I lost. I can celebrate their life, that kind of thing. And then you get to the final page and we have zombies showing up all of a sudden. And so it's like next issue kind of thing. Um, And I didn't mean to spoil that for anybody that was coming in, but. No, well, all that is, you know, yeah, because this is, this is mostly a character development issue. Oh yeah. It's awesome. She she Uh, picks up a gun once in the whole book. And it's like, if there was, if there was any. If, if if there was any concern about when the action was going to start, you, you get that at the end of the second page. It's like, okay, yep. nope, it's about to get real. Yep. I mean, and do you not expect zombies in a, you know, an arc called The Lady of Death? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be remiss not yeah. to. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, and even looking at the cover preview for the next issue, I'm just like, oh, Joe Benitez, man. Yeah. You're too I, good. I, I, I really want to talk about his uh, line work. It's very, yes. it's very scratchy, but it, it reminds me of. It's sharp. Uh, yeah. It reminds me like kind of like a Frank Quietly. Um, also, uh, who, who's the artist on uh, Batman Incorporated? Um, Was that Burnham? Yeah. Chris Burnham. Kind of like a, a scratchy line. Not, a, not as uh, crazy as Burnham or uh, um, Quietly, but. I, I love the detail and the coloring from Peter Steigerwald. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is amazing when when you see this splash page. He's of, one of the best. Oh, colors those, in the, the splash page of the splash Ghost Riders. Green. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh man. Benitez that's knows what he's doing working with. If if with I him. had the money, uh, a lot of money, I assume I would I would get this. Yeah, I will tell you this much. Yeah. For for uh, for Benitez for a commission, it was a bust of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. It was one hundred and thirty dollars. That's it was an eight by ten. Mm-hmm. Which not bad. That's. Especially, if you know especially commis- for his, someone of his caliber. And he's even said, like, look, I know I don't charge a lot, but, you know, whatever. And yeah, I'm just like, that's dude. Love, man. Yeah. So I, I would I would highly recommend if you get the opportunity. And he's a, he's a totally nice guy. Very, very just, yeah, how's it going, you know, kind of thing when oh, I met okay. him at Comic-Con. So, um, yeah, I can't, I can't give that artist, Joe, enough love and support because I, I love his stuff. I agree. Um one of the things, you know, every time I read his book, I'm always surprised, and I, and I shouldn't be because I, you know, I should be used to it. But with with these books, I mean, you look at you look at the panel borders. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them are just the plain lines, but but they have like the almost almost on gears. every other page, you have you have like these these clockwork yep. panels or floral panels or or you know with the when you get into the um, the day of the dead part, you have the roses and candles and stuff that. You know all of this, all of this extensive detail just in the panel borders, you know, which gives it, which gives it such a unique feel. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, those, all of these. Wow. Um, it's not, you know, it's not just, it's not just a guy drawing, you know, laying down a box and then filling it with good art. No. He, the the box itself is 
is art is beautiful yeah you know how long does he take to make these issues because i'm looking at all the the panels and you're you're right he he's, he's he uh, it's it's interesting because he when he came back and finished the initial story arc that was left undone the very first one mystery of the mechanical corpse um we got two issues rapidly then there was i think three or four months between that to tablet of destinies and that was a six-part story arc and that was monthly it was yeah, on time it came every out month on time. Um, and then he went to, and I'm wondering if maybe he's doing these shorter story arcs to kind of give him a, a bigger buffer because the last story arc was a two-parter and there was plenty of story to be told in two parts. This is a three-parter. So I'm assuming that though that two-parter and this three-parter will end up being in one graphic novel. I, I'm assuming so. And I think that, I think that, you know, he probably, he probably, if there's a story to tell, he's going to tell the story and yeah. not, not if it's a two issue or a three issue, he's not going to try and stretch it into six. Yeah. But that you know the next graphic novel we're doing this and before but you know before we wrap this up and get to the reviews, I want to um, one other thing that that I really loved about this book when you first open it up. Oh yeah, good. on the inside on the inside cover because this this is you know it's it's about the Day of the Dead and celebrating those who have gone, and on the inside front cover he puts a message to you know all the readers it says to all our loved ones who have passed until we meet again. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I, you know, I had to stop for a couple minutes before, you know, going on with the story because I was like, dude, that's really cool. Yeah. You know, is. it's it's not some ad for, you know, bed sheets or, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's because, I mean, the, you know, this is a self-produced thing and it's, you know, it's that, all it's this stuff. It's clearly like he's his like, thing. This is, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, you know, that's a message to everybody. And I, I was like, wow, that's. And Once again, really cool. I cannot give Joe Benitez enough love. Yeah, that dude's I, awesome. I can't imagine how much work he puts into this. He publishes it his himself, mm-hmm. writes, draws, and and you know distributes it basically. Well, yep. through yeah. Dynamism. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep a copy in the shop here. Uh, you know, for the next couple of weeks, and and I'll keep it open. If you want, you guys want to come in and take a look at what we're talking about. Oh, please do. Um, I'll have a copy on the counter coming. and flip through it. It'll blow your mind. Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm typically not a, a steampunk a genre <laughs> fan, but this this has me interested. Okay, so I'm gonna go. I'll go first on this because uh, Joe's my boy. Um, I'm gonna go five because I love Benitez's work and every story I've read from him so far has been awesome. So I'm sure that this is gonna be great too. So I'm gonna say five out of five. All right, uh, I'm gonna give it a four just because I'm not uh, typically a fan, but this kind of basically blew my expectations. Uh, you know, some little nitpicks, but nothing to worry about this book is good i'm giving it a five i've loved this book since it was first introduced to me i nothing bad to say about it at all yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get despite my my (laughs) my feelings about uh some of the story stuff i can't i can't not give it a five i mean i love everything about it the art is just is amazing and the story is really good so five stars for me too all right, sweet. So we're going to move forward to, after that lengthy review, um, we're going to go to Teen Titans Rebirth, number one. And I've been looking forward to this for a while. Do you have the pitch on this? I do. All right, pitch uh, it. Okay, here comes the pitch. Uh, Beast Boy wants love. <laughs> Starfire wants to end human trafficking. Raven is afraid of becoming like her evil father. Kid Flash wants to defy racial stereotypes. And Damien just wants them all on his team. <laughs> That's 
great. Yep. So. Yep. That's basically it. It's not that he wants them all on his team. They're on his team. They're on his regardless team. Regardless if they want or not. If they don't want to or not. Damien wants to rule them all. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as much as I miss Tim Drake being on Teen Titans, putting Damien in is a great, such great a great dish. dynamic. Oh yes, because Damien's yeah. one of those characters. Man, he's just such a punk, but you love him for being a punk because he knows he's you know, BA and he can't like not be awesome and uh, it's great. Yeah, so. so he basically the setup and this yeah, this, this, not a spoiler because DC leaked this this premise months and months ago in April. You know, In everybody April. knows this is coming. Is that basically Damien kidnaps Beast Boy and Starfire and Kid Flash and Raven and and to form his new team? Yeah. And yeah, he puts them in chains, and it's like, okay, I guess you're wondering why I called this meeting. Yeah, the majority of the issue is we're kind of getting introduced to the somewhat original lineup of the yep. Teen Titans, um, kind of, and them getting knocked out. Right. <laughs> and then it goes to another character. Damien's like, that was surprisingly easy. Yeah. And so, yeah, and then the the it gets to the final page, the mysterious figure that's been, you know, knocking them all out is Damien and him being like, you know, exactly like you said, I bet you're wondering why I've called this all together. Oh, God. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of fun in this book. Uh, I love the artist. Uh, it, it's, it's by um, John, Boy, John Myers. Boy Myers, and it's written by Ben Percy. So um, visually, it's it's really fun. Uh, yeah, I, I love the art. Uh, normally, this is my type of art, but I felt like it was a little too fun for kind of some of the serious points of the issues. I felt like they could have gone with a a little bit more serious and and I typically just I can't don't find like one good thing. Look, just man, crap on everything, Johnny. <laughs> Look, I I'm telling you, I love this art. This is my <laughs> ideal I'm art. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know it is. So would that be like the human trafficking element that yeah, they, that they bring up because they're dealing with grittier stuff? So and then also the um, like the the social stereotypes Perfect, that yeah. Kid Flash is you see, is, is you, putting. You guys know that I'm all about this art. I, yeah. I I don't like the the dark and gritty of you know some of the other artists from DC and Marvel side. But I felt like they could have benefited from uh, those type of artists in this uh, issue. Uh, I see your point. I I don't know if it would have had the same tone though mm. if they if they darkened it up. Mm-hmm. Only because it seems like they're kind of going for because yeah they are dealing with some serious stuff. Um, if it was drawn well, like Supergirl, maybe I would you know if it was more cartoony, I, maybe I would. Uh, but but this I man I'm after this book I'm such a huge John Boy Myers yeah, fan. It's yeah. like oh my god I need to go look at other stuff he's done because yeah the art's amazing. He is yeah he's a beast yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I agree. Oh. Uh, I do have one little tiny nitpick. Can can Kid Flash be any more subtle? I mean, he has like a haircut of a flash on his head. You mean a lightning He's wearing bolt? a the lightning bolt on the hat. Yeah, yeah. a lightning bolt on the hat on his head. Come this on. is your kind of book. It's a fun book. What do you want, Johnny? Make up your mind. <laughs> Well, it's I either mean, too dark or serious, and now it's not dark and serious enough. What the heck, man? I did say it was a nitpick. Well, in Central City, everybody loves Flash and, and all of that. This is a good point. So okay. There's lightning bolts everywhere. I'll give, you that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. Joey, what was your favorite part about this book? Uh, Beast Boy's kidnapping, honestly. It was just the funniest to me. He's <laughs> Throwing he's, this party up in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. I mean, as much as, as dark and serious as his part really is, and the reason why he's throwing this party, I mean, I guess everybody's red. The detective by now, where somebody's gone, yeah. 
Yeah. Can I say it? Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Okay. Okay. No. No. Okay. No. no. no we won't no. say well, that. Well, the reason he's throwing this party—it's—it's it's very sad. Um, he thinks he lost somebody. Well, he's, he's still, he's, and he's hitting on this girl. And he's hitting on a girl. That and was, he's, that was he's, like my favorite part. He's trying to drink his sorrows away. The first yeah. thing is, I'm trying to get drunk. It's like, wow, and it's so happy, and yeah. it's like, all right. That, that that was actually my favorite part as well. I is, see, like, is his kidnapping? You know, him in the pool, uh-huh. still upset, but he's trying to play a role. You know, he's he's acting. You, you see his sadness and his cry for attention because he's turning into these animals. Like, oh, look mm-hmm. at me, look at me, please pay he, attention. He turns to me. into he's a cat and jumps in his girl's arms. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, I want you know. That's yeah, a good move. A cat, we did pick up line then, or pick up move. Definitely, Beast Boy was my favorite. And part. then the shark. Yeah, that yeah. was and. <laughs> Damien just tasing the water. Yeah. Brilliant. I love freaking John Moy Myers' rendition of Starfire. Starfire. It is freaking beautiful. Yeah. She he just gets her perfect. I thought I thought it was gonna be because uh one of the best Starfires out there that I've seen is Kenneth Rockefeller. Yes, I agree. Uh, when he did Red Hood and the Outlaws, his yeah. Starfire was awesome. I was like, wow, that is she is crazy hot. Yeah. But Myers <laughs> has got one that but right, but oh. John Boy, when it, when I saw, I was like, wow, I I think I actually like his Starfire better mm. because uh, look, Rockford's is that's like all cheesecake, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all cheesecake. Yeah. But um, John Boy Myers, she actually, she actually, you you kind of get the sense that she's a badass too. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and the proportions are correct. She, she doesn't have like a tiny two-inch waist or anything like that. She She's actually complaining looks like about a, everything. Hey, <laughs> I'm saying this is good. Well, I'm just giving you a hard time. Oh Calm down. Man. I did not like the way Raven was portrayed. I do not like this little bit of red underneath her hair and the short pixie cut. I just... Okay. I didn't like it. And I, I liked, I liked it, it. I didn't. I, I, I see like the change. Yeah. Because here's the thing. In the New 52... I hated the Raven redesign with the weird feather hat thing. Like I didn't, I didn't like that because it just didn't look like Raven well, to me. Last week there was a Raven. It's a Raven six issue mini series. Yeah, that little mini. Uh, that's a great book. It's supposed again talks about the thing we shall not talk about. Um, Did it really? Yeah. Oh. She moved to San Francisco with her. Which is where she is here. No. No. That was I, that upset me too. No, she's in New York City. She's she's break, in New York. New York. Oh. Pfft. But, I miss that entirely. Yeah, but she's you know, but that's she can, the, but she can teleport. She can teleport. Right? Yeah. So, oh well. But yeah. the Raven that's in that miniseries looks like the Raven that I like. I don't like this one, so I'm hoping they'll change at least just she, the hair. I think once I want she gets the hair to the go away, yeah. going, it'll it'll probably you be know me. put the hood on. I probably won't care. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice if the diamonds in her forehead or not. I don't see it. It doesn't the look hair like it. it. There's a little brooch. Is there? Yeah, right there. Yeah, but uh, on her forehead. She's, oh, yeah. Her hair is, her hair her hair is, is covering, covering it. it. It's, that's right. the only issue issues I really had was well, that she's in New York and not San Francisco. Right. Because that Raven book is yeah. supposed to be just before in, in the, Damien kidnaps everybody. In, in the painting uh, that she sees of oh, Trigon and uh, her as a kid, there's a little diamond on her forehead. Good so catch. I assume she still has yeah. it. So it's probably just the hair blocking it. Yeah. And I love that, that how Damien tricked her with all of that. That was wonderful. Yeah. My own, my only issue with this book, and I know Jonathan and I talked yep. about this earlier, um, you know, I thought with, uh, and this is another writing thing, um, I found, I'm curious to see, Johnny, if, if you and, and Joey felt this way too, um, in, in the dialogue 
between the characters and stuff. I thought they all had their own voice, you know, the unique voices for each of the characters, Beast mm-hmm. Boy, Starfire, all these. But and there, there's a lot of inner monologue from start to finish because every, um, you know, you basically have four character introductions and they all have an inner monologue going at the same time as the dialogue uh, in the in their part of the story. And the inner monologues, to me, all sounded the same. Mm. Yeah, have, I agree. Yeah. As, as you're Only going the inner monologues, though. It's really right. weird. Like, he got, like you said, the spoken parts really, really yeah. good. They were they were absolutely distinguished. But the inner monologues felt like it kind of went to, to Benjamin Percy like mode. It was just right. kind of like, just I just need to get this thought across. Yeah, yeah just change so. the name of who's saying it and yeah. then say it. Yeah, I agree. So, um, anything else? You got anything else, Johnny, that you liked or hated? Uh, no, I, well, besides the little art thing that was just a little nitpick, uh, I, I really... <laughs> just to make sure that everybody knows it was a nitpick. <laughs> God. Made me seem like some kind of, I'm totally some messing. kind of art I'm Nazi. Your chain, <laughs> dude. I'm no, totally I, I really chain. enjoyed this book. I did too. Uh, go ahead and give me your star rating. Uh, four and a half. I'm going to say four and a half also because, man, do I love, I love John Boy Myers. Yes. He's great. Four and a half. I've been waiting for this book since Rebirth. Four stars for me. Um, no complaints whatsoever with the art. is It's beautiful. I can't wait for for the the series to start. But the writing, you know, I thought I thought could have been a little sharper. So four stars. Real quick, is this twice monthly or is this once a month? Because John Boy uh, Myers is the only one on it, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just a monthly book. Okay. Okay good because i didn't want anybody else on it <laughs> right no i, I really <laughs> i i've kind of like been wooed by by mr myers so i only want to see him drawing the teen titans um we, are we doing a lightning round next is that what we're doing we're yeah. doing a lightning round next yeah, yeah. yeah so and then we're gonna do graphic novel matt's on his fancy new apple watch that he got for his birthday oh mr fancy <laughs> i'm just i have one too so yeah. can't you just be like <laughs> like i said mr. siri fancy. give me one minute <laughs> don't make him show off right all right johnny you're gonna go first uh yeah i'll go first uh so last week uh the vision number 11 came out uh from uh tom king uh the writer of batman right now and i just have to reiterate this this book is amazing uh, like i said bride of frankenstein with uh kids this this book basically the crap is hitting the fan right now e- everything's going bad for the vision i'm actually surprised uh you know that the vision is on in other books and he's still with the avengers because the vision in this issue just took down all the avengers all of the avengers just single-handedly and and this book is amazing i think you guys should pick it up and you know that that's basically it Okay. Uh, I don't know what else to say. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Vision? Uh, Vision? What do you mean? Who is he? Like, How would you explain him to somebody that's never heard of Vision? Oh, okay. So uh, Vision is a robot humanoid uh, that was created by uh, Ultron using um, somebody's uh, thought waves. I forgot who it was. The Human Torch. Uh, and... Ultron created him to be basically a robot of evil, a perfect robot, and but he actually became a robot of good, and he's with the Avengers. And he, uh, in this arc, he decided to make a family because you know I don't know, and his family. Everybody's lonely sometimes. Yeah, his Johnny. family, his family went crazy, and that's what this book is about. Sweet. Cool. 
All right, are we gonna? Are we? Are we joining I'm down. forces? Let's I am join so forces. Down for Two this. minutes. Ready, Two go. minutes. Okay, so me and Joey decided because we have a mutual love of <laughs> Robert Kirkman's Invincible series, and cool. we're just really, really bummed that apparently it's ending soon. Yeah, one forty-three so, is the last issue. Forty-four. Forty-four. Ooh, I'm hearing 44. one more issue every week. So <laughs> it's yeah, it's one forty-four. Well, last time I it checked. is now a, a year. It's Twelve so issues, right? That's it was the, thirteen issues, but we, that was a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm. This book, it's my favorite book. Um, pick it up. Robert or Robert Kirkman is a great writer. When he kills somebody, they die. They, they stay dead. There's, There's no superhero resurrections in his universe. The, one character that can come back to life. His name is Immortal, so come yeah, on. But he's immortal. So. <laughs> but yeah, he. here's the thing that I love about Invincible is that it's paced way differently from The Walking Dead. Yes. So if anybody's into Walking Dead... Or is, that's not into Walking Dead because like oh it's too slow I don't like it. it's too bleak whatever read Invincible it's, it's breakneck it's, paced um, I mean he he knows how to play the superhero tropes against themselves better than most other people that I've read oh yeah I agree um, that's yeah yeah I completely I think it's agree. all three or four issue arcs too it's nothing um, like crazy some of them, yes, some of them are longer some of them are does have some six issue for the most part yeah though, I think the uh, the Invincible War when a bunch of people oh, God. Yeah, yeah great the death of one of their the best characters in that book oh I, so good I think it's Robert Kirkman's best book it's I agree it's it his best book and it's my best literally book. my favorite book I have read best time mm. Oh, you got 20 seconds. Oh, freaking A. Yeah, and it's coming to an end soon, which I'm really bummed about. So, guys, now's the time to binge through Invincible and catch up to that story arc. I have to comment on Ryan Otley's art because, like, as good as Cory Walker is in the first, I think, 12, 13 issues. Uh, Yeah. Oh, and I do want to fact check real quick. When you Uh, guys mentioned (laughs) Invincible before. I've been waiting for this. Um. The original artist was not 16. Time. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fiddle faddle. <laughs> nice. The original artist was not 15 he was not like 16. I thought. He was 25. I got it wrong. But he started when he was 15, He did right? do a book that's... with Robert Kirkman at 16. It yeah. was uh, The Irredeemable Ant-Man. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, I kind of merged those yeah. two stories together. See, we were trying to create a legend here, Joey, and you just had to come in and ruin it. We're My trying... favorite book. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Roger. All, All right. Go. Go Siri. Okay, yeah. So um, I had an interesting uh, uh, Twitter exchange this week with, uh, well, not a fan, maybe a hater. A hater. We're I don't legit, know. We are a legitimate podcast. A we have haters. a hater. Yeah. Couple haters. Um, so uh, you know, this guy puts out this tweet. Uh, found our found our episode and and gave it a listen. It was the one we did. I, was Doom Patrol last week? Two weeks. Ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Okay. So he found an episode of uh, Doom Patrol, and he puts out a tweet saying, you know, the only reason you guys reviewed this book was, you know, was to bash it, something like that. And I was like, well, no, that wasn't the first tweet. I don't know. I'm going to no, run he, out of a minute well, so thing, fast. Here's the thing. He deleted the other tweet that you responded to and said no. There were like we were two. Looking, yeah, yeah, there were like two other tweets because I was like, try, I was Bad trying to have form, a legitimate man. conversation with yeah. this guy because, oh, God, man, <laughs> oh, I can't do it. No, go extra. Anyway, go extra. So... You know, well, no, because there's there's a point I really want to make about this. So, ex- executive privilege, I get three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, no, so you know, he 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 basically came out and said that it was that 
we didn't know because you know we didn't know who Danny the Street was or Larry the Street or whatever it was that we shouldn't bash the creator. And I and I told him I said, look, I said, you well, know you that you that's up the, it, it's the job it's the job of the writer to provide context for the readers. You know this book made no sense. He came back and he said, no, it's you guys' fault for not doing your homework. And I'm like, nobody should have to, you know, to go in and pick up one. an issue number one off the stands and have to do homework to understand it. You know, so I'm like, you know, and he's like, and then he then he comes in and he says, you know, the only reason you guys, you know, reviewed this book was to bash it. And I was like, actually, I was really looking forward to this book. I think everybody here was looking we forward to this book. So episodes. anyway, I'm probably in minute four, but I'm going to keep going. This is the point that I want to make <laughs> to everybody out there. Every book, you know, we do we do books at random. And as you know, as much as I love DC now and as much as I would love to, Mar- you know, to love Marvel, uh, as much as I love the indie books, you know, there are going to be books that we review that are not good. You know, I, I really, you know, I hope that every book that we review is a good book. I want, I don't want to read bad comics. No. You know, nobody wants to do that. But, you know, we're going to give you our honest opinion. And, and look, that's all I got. Fiddle, <laughs> I want to tell him. Fiddle faddle. Fiddle faddle. That's going to make a whole lot more sense later. To that guy, right. even though he didn't like our podcast, thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah <laughs> thanks for listening. If, if, and hey, and I, you know, don't don't delete the tweets. I would love, you know, I, I would love to have these exchanges with anybody because I will, you know, I'm an open-minded guy. I'm willing, I'm willing to change my stance. I'll hear somebody out, and if they've got a good argument that's logically sound, you know, yeah. I'll, you on know, Facebook, Twitter, I'll or Instagram, it. Let's yeah. bring it on, bring it bring on. It. I'll, I'll, I will, I will debate my my stance with anybody on any book. Sometimes it just boils down to personal preference. Yeah, not everybody's going to like the same books. Not everybody's going to like the same art style or the same writers and stuff like that. And that's cool. That's what makes it, you know, that's what makes it fun to you know discuss these books and engage in mm-hmm. you know with you guys. So. Yeah. The, the opinions are our own and if I walked through that door and pick, uh, picked up that book like for the first time and I didn't understand it I shouldn't have to do any research I shouldn't have to read a right. book from 20 years ago yeah. to understand a number one last last point on this topic you know I actually went back because I really do you know I, you know I could tell that you know there was something here you know after talking to Blaine about it a little mm-hmm. bit and about <laughs> about the street you know I went back and I ordered copies of Doom Patrol, Grant, uh, Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol uh, Volume One, and they're coming in next week because Good. I want to read this book. Me too, and and that'll actually give me it's a been, more educated. It's been like ten years since I've read it, so and I, I don't remember a lot of the weird stuff that from that book. So I yeah. need to refresh also. So and and, and but I, I'll, I'll say this: I'll guarantee you that I will have the same opinion about Jarway's writing because he provided absolutely no context for new readers. You can't. Uh, Comics for Pretentious Hipsters by yep. Gerard Way. And he's an award-winning that's writer. I th- that's, I think that's so depressing. I think your comment, that's what got us the tweet, Jonathan. Probably. probably, was probably he's probably trying to get to me, and you're the one that he... But aren't you right, on right. Twitter? I am, but not under Horizon <laughs> Comics. <laughs> Man, have we hit the 10-minute mark yet? This is an awesome yeah, record right. lightning round. Yeah, okay. this, is, this is like the But so, yeah, love you guys. Round. Thanks for listening. You know, uh... And yeah. if you like the book, more power to you. To yeah. You. Yeah, and I even said it'll probably have an ardent following. Sure. It just wasn't my yeah. cup of tea. Anyway, okay, what's next? So yeah, we spent way too much time on that. Uh, Johnny's got the pitch for a book that he has been just telling me is absolutely great for like 
three months. So. And, and you agree? Yes. I do agree. This okay. one's actually pretty good. All right. Power Man and Iron Fist, Volume 1, The Boys Are Back in Town, uh, written by... Oh, jeez. I should have had this open. Um, huh. Okay, David Walker and Sanford Green for the for, uh, Sanford Green for the first four issues, and Flaviano for the, for the fifth issue for the art. Yes, for the art. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so basically, this book is um, Iron Fist. Iron Fist and Power Man are waiting for a friend to get out of prison. That uh, they basically, I think it's their fault that she's in prison. Well, she. Well, she committed a murder, she, so... She was possessed and committed yeah. a murder, so it wasn't necessarily their fault, but because she was involved with them, mm-hmm. it kind she of... Used to, she yeah. used to work for them, she was right. like their their manager, I, uh, office manager. I think I think it's their fault still. <laughs> wow. Well, anyway, uh, she comes back, and uh, she asks them to get her grandmother's uh, necklace back from Tombstone. Uh, they get it back, but it turns out it's uh, actually like a super soul stone. The super soul stone. Yeah. Uh, Street magic. <laughs> so she actually becomes uh, possessed again and is wrecking havoc in uh, Harlem and, and wherever they are. And Danny Rand is, is trying to make a case for her. I'm like, oh, maybe she's you know possessed and all this stuff. But it's basically their antics and uh, Luke Cage is always saying they're not getting back together. But they kind of are. This this book is fun, uh, great story, and amazing art. I will I will say this. Um, this is another hidden gem in in Marvel's current lineup. Definitely. Yeah. Um, just like Ghost Rider, um, I, I whoever was I can't I think it's Felipe Smith should be, still be writing Ghost Rider. They should still have Robbie Reyes going on. This I this still this hasn't ended. This right? is still going. Okay, yes. good. Thank God, because this is one of the few. This is one of the few that I'm just like this is really fun. Um, the story was a I don't want to use the word cliche you could kind of see the ending coming but it yeah. was it was it was so fun that I didn't care right. you knew they were getting back together yeah as um, soon as you open the first page you know they're getting yeah. back together um, it reminds I, me of that Taylor Swift song <laughs> <laughs> that's what Luke Cage was singing oh, all yeah. the time we never ever um, I've had to teach that way too thank much. you for that verse yep um <laughs> Anyway, I, the only thing that, that you and I kind of talked about a little bit was at first I was, because here's the thing, with I've read a little bit of Luke Cage, um, like in the Alias series uh, with Jessica Jones, all that, so I kind of had some context for, for Luke Cage, I've seen him in other Avengers stuff. Um, I've only read maybe one or two other stories where Danny Rand was in it, so I didn't have a lot of context for his personality. So in this, I really liked it because he wasn't... Like a, he wasn't the serious side like that Luke shows. He was right. kind of playing, and not to say that he's goofy, but he's just very excited and zealous. Mm-hmm. Um, I've pretty much I, only ever read, you know, a a serious Danny Rand, whether it's yeah. like the Seven Capital Cities of Heaven or you know some of the older um, older stories, you know, back from the seventies. As serious as those were, I mean, it was Power Man and Iron Fist with the tiaras and the, yeah. <laughs> you know. But um, I was, you know, initially when when uh, you know, we got these books in, and I flipped through it. I, I was nervous because I, you know, because you kind of have. I mean, this this kind of goofy, fun art style, and and the way Danny was portrayed just through the art, I was like, oh my god, is this like Jack Black as <laughs> as Iron Fist? Um, I was I was really worried, but reading through it, it absolutely worked. I mean, it was it. The, the play between Luke and and Danny is priceless. Yep. Yeah. It's written extremely well. The 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 comedic timing is on point. And yep. even because you you almost you know 
you you would think that because some of the the things that they they say again and again yes. and again, like Danny's like, are we getting the band back together? Yeah, you total, know, total like doing, stoked you know, about it. Did you did you tell did Jessica? Did you tell Jessica? I said, hey, yeah. that said, first hey. exchange yeah. is that, wonderful. That reoccurring joke, like, because every time Luke's on the phone talking, and I love how every time it introduces Jessica, it's always like Luke's better half, and yeah. it's like <laughs> he's talking on the phone, and she's like, what are you doing? You're not getting back together with Danny, are you? He's like, no, baby, that's not happening. And yeah. then you got Danny in the background. Did you tell her I say hey? She how you doing? Me because you never tell. <laughs> I say hey you know? <laughs> so there's a lot of really funny elements to that that they played with throughout the story which was really yeah. great I mean it's yeah, and it, it has action yes. it's, it's I should hard, just say it's a it, funny book yeah it's hard it's hard to find a comedic book that is so well written you know I mean because I, I've read some Deadpool and some Harley and they're kind of slapsticky and mm-hmm. you know and some of the jokes you know just make me roll my eyes but this one it's man it's funny yeah but i don't know and i just gotta say i love the updated look of luke cage power man and iron fist oh i i really i didn't i didn't know how i was gonna feel about that but i really love the updated modern look for both of them i love that his closet just consists of all yellow shirts yeah right (laughs) no way i like the gold and white iron fist that was the coolest one for me. That was pretty oh, that cool. Was, yeah. That was that's one of the only stories that I saw him in. I can't remember what it was. The AVX. It was the Avengers Bendis run. Yes, yeah. that that one. And then I think he still had it in AVX. Yeah. So yeah, that was a good look. Uh, I, I re- like the purple. It works. <laughs> uh, I read some interviews from um, I believe uh, David Walker that the reason he portrayed Danny so you know uh, happy and and, and things like that, really excited, be, really excited, is because in the next uh, few issues or the next arc or so, he's actually gonna take Danny to a darker place, and he uh. want he wanted to uh, you know contrast like uh, this happy Danny and and then the next darker Danny. You know why he's such an why he's in such a dark place and I'm really excited to read that as, as long well. as he cool. brings him back yeah definitely. Because I yeah. really like I like I said Luke being kind of the straight man and Danny being like super like because I don't want to say he's dumb or anything because he's not. oh no he's yeah. just really stoked through yeah. like the whole thing he's like yes we're back together we're doing what I love with yeah, my no, BFF it, no it's it's definitely not Bill and Ted's no <laughs> <laughs> you know that would be great though <laughs> but um, I love that he's so optimistic yeah. about yeah. things. He, mm-hmm. and, that's, and that's exactly how it comes across, yeah. is that... And he, he's the he, optimist, yeah. and Luke is the realist. And, right. and how he wants to give his friend, like, many, many chances after, like, numerous amount of evidence that she's, you know, gone bad. He's like, no, no, maybe it's a misunderstanding. Yeah. You yeah. know, obviously, he's very optimistic, and I love that about this book. Yeah. I love the way this book is drawn. I mean, I love Luke Cage the way he is. You just open mm-hmm. up the first cover there's how luke cage is drawn in the book and then luke cage avenger i don't like the way luke cage avenger looks that's yes it's more oh, that's real, from the old uh, yeah. the old new avengers it, story arc it's more realistic looking but it's just i don't like it i like him being taller than everybody you definitely bigger than everybody he's this big 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 character and he's portrayed that way and it's wonderful I love that how the cover looks like an an album cover art, like a yeah. rap yeah. album yeah. cover art. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I love the Scotty Young variant that's yeah. just thrown well, I, in there oh, out amazing. of nowhere. Off of just real quick, off of your point about him being bigger than everybody, Luke Cage. 
I love when they get into the car. Oh yes, Luke yeah. is like in taking the, up three quarters of that car because it's in a, a tiny smart car, little yeah. car, and Danny's like all up on, on the side of the door. Like, he's, he's like, "Why like, are we taking the? Why other aren't car? we taking the? Yeah, yeah. The, the SUV minivan or whatever." Minivan. He's like, "No, nah, Jessica won't let me." Let me <laughs> no, out that I anymore. believe, so I believe he, he lied. He's like, "Oh, Jessica had to use it," but uh, right, Jessica right. told him that he's like, that "You're not, you're not, you're not taking, taking it out with Danny." Yeah. Yeah, that, oh, I God. thought that was great because of just how massive Luke is in that tiny little like hatchback. Mm-hmm. One of the so. one of the other great, I mean, because this book is so funny. Yeah. I mean, it is so funny from start to end. And one one of the other priceless, you know, little morsels in there is the um, tombstone. You know the oh, yeah. the guy who who had the the soul stone yeah. necklace and and who they they took it from. He's <laughs> he's got apparently this whisper. Type voice yeah. like uh, you know, go and his henchmen are always like and, it's right. another ongoing. And joke he's got the these these the henchmen are like are like is, is he holding the phone away from his mouth again? Because I can't hear fiddle yeah. faddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Speaking that's what we need to talk about. Speaking of fiddle faddle, so yeah. Luke, uh, Luke, you know, whenever they cuss in comics, they put all the the asterisk, the all the explanation points, the symbols and stuff. And so Jessica tells Luke, like, you swear too much, and right? So well, because the, their, their child, their baby is, they is baby, sitting there yeah. with yeah. The, the daughter, and so um, he has to start saying fiddle faddle. And so there's that one point in a panel where he says, "I can't stand all this fiddle faddle," and Danny's looking at him like, "What?" Like, what does that mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> it goes back and explains how Jessica doesn't want him swearing in front of the baby. Right. So, so he's trying so not to a, swear at all, and yeah, he's saying so, fiddle faddle. Uh, the yeah, entire he's like, time. but you're not even around Jessica and the kid now. He's like, yeah, but like if I do somehow stop now, she always knows. Yeah, so, how, yeah. how old is the kid? Like she's like one or two, I think. Yeah, she's like, old enough. Yeah. To, old enough to talk. Yeah. To start yeah, they've talking. had a baby for like seven years. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's well, common time. Another funny tidbit about that is. After the, one of the big fights, Luke and Danny go back to Luke's house to get a new shirt and um, <laughs> right. for Luke. And she's yelling at him, saying, "You know, you're not going out with Danny and and whatnot." And she's swearing the entire time. Yeah, it's all there's no it's no use of fiddle faddle. It's, yes, it's, right. And Danny's like, swearing. "So let me get this straight." Why Why is she <laughs> allowed right. to swear and you can? Well, Jessica's the boss. That's she why. Right. The rules. She's, yeah. <laughs> that was great. And, and it's not just like the. Fiddle faddle for any curse words. He actually, he actually says, Nick Nack Patty yeah, or something Nick, like yeah. that. Just let he me changes. do all the, all the talking, okay? This guy is a bad Nick Nack Patty I'm like, oh, yeah. God, this is great. Because somehow Jessica always, always knows. knows. Yeah, so, yeah, Jessica's the boss. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's done really well. Um, I have to say, like, this is like one of those hidden gems at Marvel right now. Like, I'm glad it's still going on. Um, I hope it continues yeah. to go on after the whole Marvel Now relaunch thing. Yeah, Johnny, you um, were you were dead on with this book. Um, that that's two books in a row now, two Marvel books that yeah. actually get now. I know all new Ghost Rider came out a couple of years ago, but but this is you know this is what contemporary I want. and, and this it's, is what I want. It's great innovative comic writing with characters with, we care about. Yeah. yeah. And and beautiful art. So well and this this art is very different. It's very stylized, mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. um but it fits the tone. Yeah. It, it absolutely fits the tone, fits the tone. so tone. well. Like I mean, the, the writer uh, knew what he was dealing with yeah. with the artist, and he knew yeah. kind of how to play that comedic visually yeah. stuff. You it know? works perfectly. I I only had one issue with this book, and that's the appearance of Spider Gwen. I'm tired of seeing Spider Gwen everywhere. <laughs> she was in it. Oh, she yes, was she in was. it with Spider Woman. Yes, yeah. they were. That was actually they were kind of taking, funny. I mean, it was funny. Like, wait, should we help? Should we help? No, only if the shirt gets ripped off a little bit more. But I am so tired of seeing her everywhere. I I don't care about her anymore. 
yay, her book's worth at least 100 bucks. Yay, but I don't want to see Spider-Gwen anymore. Please stop. Yeah. It's going to be Gwenpool next. So. I, uh, I, after a, a bunch of podcasts with you, Jonathan, I actually was convinced that you did not like fun. But I'm actually... Oh, no, I, I love fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you know I, I was proven wrong. And I love the... Actually, the quote, uh, I think, sums it up perfectly on the front cover. A smart comic filled with heart. Yeah. That's what I would this agree. book has heart. I would agree. Look, I know I, I'm a downer on a lot of uh, Marvel books and whatnot, but look, this is the kind of stuff I'm I'm mm-hmm. looking for. Definitely, like, tell me a fun story. You know, don't don't yeah. convolute it with crossovers and, uh, you, you know, I I enjoy this kind of storytelling. And if Marvel had more of this with their other main tier characters, right. I would probably still be reading the majority of Marvel. Um, I definitely want to pick up volume two of this whenever it comes out because yeah. it's fun. It's yeah. an inspired book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you one of the few inspired books. And this. you can tell that it's not writers cashing checks on that one. Yeah, no. I agree. Like whoever, uh, who is it? David Walker? Yeah. Actually gives a crap about um, Power Man and Iron Fist. And I, uh, I really, really enjoyed the final story in this book. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, the radio station. Yes. The radio station talking about a fight. That happened between oh man, what was his name? It uh, was uh, uh, manslaughter. Manslaughter was it? No, it was uh, manslaughter Marsdale. Oh, right. manslaughter Marsdale. That was there was a joke in there that actually they manslaughter Marsdale. <laughs> yeah, he got his teeth got knocked his teeth out, knocked so he was he couldn't say any of his s's. No, but I think they. There, I think if I remember correctly, there was a joke in there that they kept messing up his name or something like that. But I I, I love that was my favorite issue mm-hmm. and. I was kind of bummed that it wasn't Sanford Green uh-huh. on art for that, but that artist was really good too. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Um, it's uh, uh, Flaviano. Yeah, Flaviano. And that was that was my favorite little story in it. It's because mm-hmm. they're back together. They're making a. They finally admit they're back, they're back together. together. They're making their own vehicle. It's a it's the stolen pow- the power fist power mobile. Fist. Yeah, a <laughs> stolen <laughs> hover car. Luke's like, I don't want any part of that, and he's like, It's fine. It'll be the fist mobile or something. <laughs> and that's so much worse. <laughs> it's, it's, Do not it's call a, it the fist mobile. It's 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 um a replica of the Fantastic, yes, Fantastic Four car, from yeah. stolen blueprints from, from online blueprints or whatever. I thought that was great. Oh, well, because great. yeah, and, and the whole and, fight happens because there's no seatbelts in it, and <laughs> right. Luke Cage falls out at a turn. And happens right. to and stop so, and so then this, this story, yeah, this story comes out like Luke Cage can fly now, and everybody and starts <laughs> it's really and starts falling. spreading like viral, and he's like, "What? I can't fly." Yeah, it was so funny. Yeah. So anyway, um, let's go ahead and do some uh, some star reviews, Johnny. This was your suggestion for a long time, so yep. what are you gonna say? Uh, five stars. Love this book. I am actually going to agree. I'm going to say five stars because I really didn't find anything wrong with this. Yay. And I, I chuckled my way through this one. And this is what I want more from Marvel. Definitely. Three and a half. I hate Spider-Gwen now. <laughs> oh, okay. If Spider-Gwen was not in there. Four. Okay. Very cool. Um, four and a half stars for me. Almost perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's so much to love about this book. Um, but yeah, close, but just not quite there. Four and a half stars. Pick okay. up this book. It's lots of fun. All right, so that's going to do it for the review stuff. Let's go ahead and hop over to some news. Matt brought up a good point earlier. There is going to be a... Are we doing news right now? Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah we're doing news. You're looking at me I like I... I don't remember everything I told you. Doctor oh, Strange. Doctor Strange preview. Oh, yeah. I saw... So, um, what was that? A 15-minute preview on October 19th. Is it the 19th? I saw it October something. Cool. Yeah. It's in October. October. 
Um, so yeah. it's similar to what they did with Guardians of the Galaxy, where they're going to give you 50. It's not going to be the first 15 minutes. I guarantee you random that. It'll be a random 15 minutes because that's what they did for Guardians, I was told. They, they it was did the, the prison, prison break scene. Yeah. yeah. So they'll probably do something like that for this. I will not go because I don't. Not that I. As I've gotten older, like even with previews, I don't watch all the previews that come out, all the TV spots. I fast forward past yeah, them. Yeah. I want to go in cold. I want to just have the initial trailer. I think it's actually free, though. Now that I'm thinking about it, you just have to go online to register and get That's a ticket. That's probably what it is. I think it's free. But still, yeah. I, I'm what like. What night is that? I think it's October 19th. Uh, I think I'd have to double check that. I think that's a Wednesday. Is it really? Uh, that's probably why, yeah. If it's free, I might do it. If it's yeah. free, it's me. Yeah, you just you have to go online to the website, register, get your tickets, and then print them out because they actually have to have the tickets. It is a Wednesday. It yeah. is a Wednesday. That, that not would make happening. Sense. We're gonna be doing this. Yeah, oh. so we're not going, but every, all you guys can go. Yeah. Um. So that's cool. And then the whole reason I Maybe forgot. We'll, we'll live live podcast stream. from uh, from, from the a theater. Movie theater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> October tenth. Uh, October tenth. Tenth. Oh, uh, For free. For free. Um, so the other reason that we were doing that we reviewed Power Man and Iron Fist is because this Friday, a couple days from now, Luke Cage, Luke Cage tomorrow starts. has the time of listening. Yeah, to this. that's right. <laughs> Luke Cage is coming out. All episodes streaming on Netflix, and I'm actually really excited for it now. I'm maybe stoked. maybe we do a quad lightning round next week. Oh God, yeah. We just talk about it for five minutes. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess I could watch all episodes. You don't have to watch all of them. We can just talk no, about no, all At least get through seven every, every of Every single one. All 13 episodes. Our initial reaction. Just initial, just binge it in one day. Oh, God. I can't one sitting. We all have jobs. I have no. a family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I couldn't do that either. Um, it's like, come on, Chica. Let's watch. Let's watch. Let's watch. Luke. <laughs> so that's coming out. What was, uh, did somebody else have another news point? Well, I do know a bit about Luke Cage coming out. Okay. Uh, the villains are. Oh, that's right. You were telling me there this. Is Three main villains in it. Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth. Um, she was just talked about. Black, Black Maria. Mariah. Mariah. And uh, Shades, or Alvarez. Um, all set in Harlem. It's not in... Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen at all. So Black Mariah from this From, from this, this book, that's is pretty going cool. to be in Nice. So it's kind show. of a cool thing. Like, if you guys want to get kind of familiar with that, you can come pick this up before yeah. Friday. I'm not sure but how much of it she's going to be in, but she will be in it. It does have, though, Night Nurse and Misty yes. Knight. Yes, they are both. So it's still, still more crossover. More crossing over. Um, that's just them tightening up the universe, though, yeah. kind of sewing things up. You Luke Cage has already been, not Luke Cage, uh, Iron Fist has been cast, so maybe yeah. we'll get a cameo. They're filming right now. So maybe we get a cameo, maybe we get a trailer at the end of... There's a, there's an Iron Fist trailer out already. Is there? Yeah. yeah. It's short. It's a, like a 30 it's like a little second. teaser. I'm, nope, I'm going to wait until the I'm, end of... I'm, this is gonna sound really weird, but I'm I know because the Netflix shows are darker, but I kind of want the the Danny Rand from this book to be what's in the show. I know, so that when they that when they come together for the oh, Defenders boat, and all that, boat. like, and I, I know want, it's not gonna be. I want the Matt Fraction Danny Rand. Oh God, <laughs> Matt Fra- like Matt I Fraction's know, good on some stuff, but I don't know about that. I know this one will will, will not be as dark as Daredevil and Jessica Jones was. No, from the trailer it you can tell it will be a little bit lighter. Uh, it's still very mature. The first, apparently, the first like five minutes of it there's fiddle faddle a fiddle faddle, faddle scene <laughs> wow jeez cool yeah, yeah. so but uh really they don't swear they're this. still you know very good on their not swearing uh the fighting is not gonna be do they not swear I, I swear they swear a little bit but I heard they, an F word in there I, no, only in no Jessica F-words. Jones really? Jessica Jones did drop one F-bomb did they drop one F-bomb one F-bomb yeah I did not there catch was one the one F-bomb there's a whole lot of S-bombs but not yeah. a whole lot of F-bombs um, 
the fighting won't be as choreographed as Daredevil was. It'll be more like Jessica Jones. Street fight yeah. type stuff. Well, because Matt's the freaking ninja. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it should I mean, be good. Look at the trailer. That, that'll that probably convince you guys yeah, that, that um, it looks I'm down. really good. I'm down. Like Charlie Especially Brown. with that song. Um, yes. Ugh. I know what you're talking about. Um, any other big news? Roger, you're scrolling there. You got anything? No, I got nothing. Johnny? No. I had some. We had I, something else. We had three things. Yeah. And I didn't write it down. See, this is how prepared we are. <laughs> okay, hey, I came prepared this week. Forget you guys. Well, you're the guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that's going to be it. I'm sure, once again, every time we do this show and we don't have something to talk about and news, something breaks the next day. So I'm expecting... Yep. I'm pretty some, sure that... Uh, um, the minute we wake up tomorrow, 9 a.m., it'll be something floating around on Facebook that we could have covered or Season three about. of Flash is almost being oh, done filmed. That's what it was, the... Amel teasing Supergirl. Ah, yes. Amel teasing a Supergirl crossover, which we kind of knew that was coming. Um, I'm certain. I'm I'm willing to put money on the fact that the Flashpoint thing that they're doing once Flash comes back is going to be the thing that brings Supergirl into that universe. Whenever they resolve the the paradox of the Flashpoint story, it's going to somehow kind of create a new continuity that'll have Supergirl, Superman, maybe even Batman, because Gotham gets name dropped out here. Yes, there's um, Gotham is talked about. I heard wait, an interview. That one episode where I said he'd name draws Batman, he I looked it up. He didn't. I'm correcting myself. He uh the professor says that man and it just he said it really fast. Uh, I looked up like the script lines and yeah. And then I, they were like, No no no, well, the, no, 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 no mistake. He didn't say Batman. After the uh the season one season three premiere of Gotham, the kid who plays Bruce said that, you know, he kinda hinted that there might be a possibility. Of Gotham being part of the CW verse? Oh, I hope not. Because Flash can now time travel? I don't want that Gotham. Well, that Gotham is so much its own thing that... Yeah. Uh, B.D. Wong is a great Hugo Strange. I thought when they were saying, like, Gotham, they were actually going to say the city of Gotham in the show. That's that's what the actual show, Gotham. Yeah, I I heard about that, too. I forgot. He's... It was just an interview. He kind of teased. He hinted. He says... I you mean, know we, the Flash, the CW Flash can time travel now. Yeah. So I mean, yes, but and here's the thing: they 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 teased a while ago a big crossover between the four shows on the CW. Um, well, once Gotham is Fox. Yeah, I know, and I don't think that's why I don't think Gotham's going to happen. Yeah, I just it doesn't fit into the CW. Verse. It, uh, yeah, CW verse doesn't fit into most DC continuity anyway. Yeah. Neither does this Gotham. Yeah. But, but B.D. Wong is a great Doctor Strange. I love him. You mean Hugo Strange? Hugo Strange, whatever. Professor Strange. Um, Johnny just showed me, we've got uh, a couple other things. Apparently, uh, this was something that just came out today, was that they're doing, yeah, Lion King live action with Jon Favreau is going to be... Directing. Yeah, directing (laughs) like he did with Jungle Book, which could be probably pretty good. And then... um, Apparently... The eye. Oh, I, but they confirmed that already. The eye of Agamotto is supposed to be an Infinity Stone. Yeah, That's really? gonna be yeah. They oh, confirmed wow. that yeah months ago. Okay. Because they they show him wearing it and everybody's like, "That's the orange Infinity Gem. It's gonna be it." Ah, like, funny. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, that. Uh. But Johnny just showed me that. So um. So yeah. So we got a couple extra little news things there last minute. Uh, anything else? Uh, I don't see anything. No. Okay. So we're gonna go ahead and run down some previews real quick. Um, 
Up first, like usual, we're going to do Marvel, and I'll, I'll give you some of the tie-ins and miniseries that are coming out. And this week's actually a small week in that regard. Uh, we only have three. So we have Invincible Iron Man number 14. We have Spider-Man 2099 number 16. and oh, we have wait. Hold on. I have more news. No. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. No. This, uh, this is something somebody dropped on me today. Uh, Dark Knight 3 Master Race. Yeah. Extended to nine issues. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's good if the story's good, but... That means we're not going to get it yeah. till freaking May. They no. pulled a Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know it's not going to end until next summer. I'm sure. Um, and then, and then they got to they got to redesign the the box the, the box for the the cover art and stuff like that. I oh, mean, obviously you've got you've you've got books out already with with spine art, but they'll just probably wrap part of you know what was on the side of the box onto the ninth volume and then pull it in. I don't know, but it's gonna it's gonna take a while. Sorry, that hurts. Yeah, Frank Miller needs to stop. And that's yeah. another one of the DC's very few 4.99 books, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 5.99. Oh wow. No. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's it amazing. Is worth it. But it it's but it hurts so much. I mean, we. I just want Frank Miller to stop trying to be an artist right now. Yeah. Like if you can't get a mini comic done in one month, then just let the other people take care of it and contribute to the story. Yeah. Um, I, I hope we don't lose too much readership on this. I mean, the book is too good. I don't. I don't think we will. But you know, I mean, it's we're running two to three months yeah. between issues, and that, it hurts, man. It does, especially so. with the last cliffhanger. Anyway, so. okay, sorry. Okay, sorry. So back to previews. Uh, Marvel Comics, Civil War tie-ins and miniseries, which I think it's only uh, tie-ins this week. So Invincible Iron Man number 14, Spider-Man 2099 number 16, and Squadron Supreme number 12. That's going to do it for all the Civil War 2 related stuff. Then we have All-New Wolverine 13, Amazing Spider-Man 19, and that's before Dead No More again. Uh, Deadpool Back in Black is a miniseries, one of five. I don't even know what it's about. I'm assuming he gets the symbiote, right? Was that what that is? No? Nobody oh, knows? Death of X is next week. Death of X what? number one. Death of X number one of four. I missed that. <laughs> Maybe, is that what we're doing? Uh, are we doing champions? That or champions. champions. Or both. <laughs> That's going to be mm. tough. I mean, we could talk about it in the lightning round if anybody reads it. Um, yeah. How about I'll read Death of X? <laughs> okay. There you go. We got Matt. Uh, and it can be your I lightning round. I like how you round. volunteered for that real uh, quick. Oh, I'm so excited to find out what happened to Cyclops. My God. So. All right. Uh, so that's coming out next week. Enchanted Tiki Room number 105 is out. Uh, when it says now, 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 that's all the Marvel Now stuff, right? It's, it's all the, the post-Civil War reboot storylines coming up. The Civil War's not going to end for five months. Okay, but, so this is post-Civil War yeah. stuff that's already coming out. Uh, Cage number one of four, miniseries. Uh, we're getting Champions, which we're going to be reviewing. This is the book with Humberto Ramos and Mark Wade. Mm-hmm. Um, book of Teenagers again. And I know we reviewed Teen Titans, but that's just near and dear to my heart. Uh, so I'm curious to see how I'm going to feel about this because I love Wade and I love Ramos. Yeah. So I want to love this book, but I just don't care about that cast of characters. Right. So yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm going into it with an open mind. Yeah, I, I care about the cast of characters. I don't care about Mark Wade writing it because he doesn't write teens well, in my opinion. Mm. I don't think I've ever I read love anything. Mark, I don't I, think I've read anything. That I love could. Mark Wade's uh, writing, but I don't think he writes teens What did he write well. teens-wise? Um all new, all different Avengers. Oh, that's why I haven't read it. Um, all right, Deadpool and the Mercs for Money, number four. Doctor Strange, number 12. And Jessica Jones, number one. Those are all the specific Marvel Now 
reboot titles that are going to be post-Civil War, even though Civil War is not done yet. Just yeah, so everybody I'm, knows. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure about the... I, I, look, Jessica I, Jones? I love the Jessica Jones Because this is, what did you say, the original... Alias. Yeah. The OG team? Yeah. And initially, uh, Bendis and Gatos, yeah. right? Um, they did they did Alias. Oh, it was Alias. The, okay. the Marvel Max line. So it was definitely, you know, teen plus and you know, that was that was Bendis fifteen years ago. Yeah. Let me know. It was a while. Yeah. Um one of the back when he was still kinda good. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. It was, you know, that was one of the first storylines I read after getting back into comics, and it that blew me away. That was one of the first graphic novels that wasn't DC that you recommended for me when I first started yeah. coming to this shop. Yeah, it, it's it's killer. I mean, it's it's really a good run, but I don't. Bendis hasn't done it for me in, in years. A long time. I, I read the first arc, but I couldn't stand the art. He just reused the same, you know, images, uh, just zoomed in, and I, I don't hmm. like that. That that's just me. Um. We'll see. This is gonna be this is gonna be Jessica Jones, but for you know a teen crowd. So, sorry, me and Joey are both hockey fans, and it's <laughs> it's preseason tonight, and our favorite team is playing, and they're getting destroyed. Oh, ouch! What's mm. the score? Do four I want to know? Four to zero, Ooh. and it's but it's in Los Angeles of all freaking places. Oh, okay. So because we're Ducks fans. What's black? Oh man. <laughs> um, all right. So now that we've we're we're thoroughly like crestfallen over that um, <laughs> Scarlet Witch number 11 Spidey number 11 Uncanny X-Men number 14 and that's gonna do it for all the Marvel stuff coming up from DC uh, Aquaman number 8 Batman number 8 that's still Monster Men because I thought Monster yes. Men was a four part story arc apparently it's a six part story six. arc I was just informed of this tonight. when does it end Batman Batman is supposed to be the I thought the last issue but I guess since well, they extended yeah, it's, it it's gonna be in a different one it'll end it should end in a Batman yeah, but it's going over six different stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't like that. It should be Batman Nine. But yeah. Batman Nine is a new story arc. Is it? That's when we're going to start getting more else, of the, the three Jokers thing. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't like when they make me read comics that I or, or buy comics that I'm not reading. Yeah. So anyway, I'll let you know in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we have Cyborg number two, DC Comics Bombshells number eighteen. Excuse me. And then we have. A couple of miniseries coming out here. We've got Dead Man, Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love. That sounds great. Number one of three. Uh, I don't even know what to make of that, that series I, from I, that title. I, <laughs> I like Dead Man. He's an interesting guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, that might not be a PG book. Um, but uh, I'm interested in seeing that fiddle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, <laughs> just registered with me. Um, and then we have another miniseries. They actually announced this uh, a couple of months ago, and it's called The Death of Hawkman Number 1. And I know, um, oh, what's that dude? Adam Strange? The the Zeta Ray guy? Is that him? Is that who I'm thinking of? I don't Do know I have the wrong name? God dang it. Blaine, I know you're going to be listening to this at midnight. Where are you when I need you? He's going to be screaming into his, like, a phone or whatever. Um, anyway, it's going to kind of revolve around him. A bunch of stuff on Thanagar. It'll be interesting. Um, Flintstones number four, Future Quest number five. Everybody, please read that book. Uh, Green Arrow number eight. And then next week we're reviewing Green Lanterns number eight. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay, we're going with that for now. Which, kind of at the beginning of a new story arc, which should be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you guys haven't been reading Green Lanterns, it's a strong book. It's Lethal Weapon with, you know, cosmic elements. I'll read it next week, too. Sweet. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, it's it's a fun book. Uh, Harley Quinn number five, He Man and the Thundercats number one of six miniseries, little He Man and Thundercats action coming at you. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. Um, yeah, my dad liked those shows. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I liked He Man. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, like it's like that old. Like I remember watching when I was a kid too. That's why I said it. Okay, um, Newsflash: Monster Man ends in uh, Detective Comics nine forty two. So they changed it because when they first announced that series, they said it was going to end in Batman. It started in Batman and ended in Batman. It was only supposed to be four parts. Well, technically, it's a Batman book. Yeah, Batman I mean, Detective Comics. But st- like Batman though, like not yeah, the detective title. I would prefer it if um, it started in Batman and ends in Batman. Yeah. So anyway, it is six parts, uh, and that is, I think, two weeks away. Yeah. So okay. okay. So it won't go on for too long. Well, detectives bi-monthly, so yeah, bi- it'll be bi-weekly. Yeah, bi- twice a month. Oh, it's in a few different books. Yeah. Batman, Nightwing, yeah. Detective. So it'll, anyway. it'll end quickly. Yeah. Um, Injustice Gods Among Us, year five, number 19. Justice League number six is coming out. And I think I believe that's the start of a new story arc, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, we have another miniseries, Midnighter and Apollo, number one of six. Uh, then we have Nightwing, number six, which is Monster Man tie-in again. Part four, four? I think. Three, yeah. or, three or four. Four. Yeah, four, because Batman we'll should be four. three. No, because oh, Detective is three. Detective next week that's coming out. Isn't Detective out next week? Doesn't Do we look like it. it. It's part five. Okay, whatever. I apparently don't know anything about this story arc. Yeah. Um, Detective was out this week. That's right. I It's at home. I haven't read it yet. So that's part three. This is part four. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Shade the Changing Girl, number one, which is uh, another young animal imprint. I, you know, I'm going to read it. Yeah. I read the preview I, and I was like, not interested. Yeah. Didn't I, like the art. Didn't like the tone. That just wasn't for me. So let me know what you think. Yeah. Yeah. I'd really want to see your opinion. Um, and then last but not least, Superman number eight uh, from DC Comics. And then we're going to go down to some. The indie. best book on the stand. Yes! And it best warms my right heart now. so much. Yeah. I used to hate Superman with a passion, and now I pick yeah, it up every You loved Invincible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it's Invincible Kills. Uh, he did, but see, Superman killed too. Killed Zod. I don't care about that. Yeah, we 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 can split nerd hairs later. Um, anyway, uh, from the indie comics, we have Archie meets the Marone. Uh, the Marones. What yeah, is wrong with me? The uh, the Ramones, and it's a one shot. That sounds great. Um, <laughs> we have the Autumn Lands, Tooth and Claw number thirteen, Black number one, Cannibal number one, Godzilla Rage Across Time number two of five, Green Valley number one, Homies number one of four, Moonshine number one. Now this sounds interesting. We're reviewing it next yes. week it's Brian Azzarello and who was the artist Eduardo Riso oh that's right you, yeah because you you dig him yeah. you just don't like Azzarello I don't like Azzarello I like Azzarello I love Azzarello um, yeah Prohibition era book with moonshine you know up in the Appalachians yeah who's publishing that Image Image, image. Oh, okay. yeah that's that's got image written all over. Yeah, it. yeah, I was like, I assume. It's <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of stuck because I didn't know this was coming out. I didn't know Azarello had an image book coming out. Yeah, if the writing's good, I I'm really interested yeah. in it. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, we get Paper Girls number ten next week, uh, and Red One number four. Um, Red One's actually a pretty interesting book. You gotta love um, Terry Dodson. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the book's absolutely beautiful. Um, Revival number forty three. Romulus number one, Rough Riders number six, Spawn number 266, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Universe number two, 
Walking Dead number 159, and the Zombie Tramp Halloween 2016 special. That is not a book for children ever, just so you guys know. But it sounds so fun. It sounds so fun, but it... Oh, it, it, it is It's fun. a lot of fun. But it is a kids. lot of fun. <laughs> Dan, Dan Mendoza has this art style... The art's really that great. That is on so it. cool. Yeah. It's 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 just it's it's so bad that that no one under 21 should be allowed <laughs> to read that book. Well, I yeah. I picked up uh it was a comic I think I got it here. It was one of the Comic-Con exclusive covers That's of that book. That's the one book. that I had to track down for Roger. I'm so happy about that. It's it's the You're welcome. Th- yeah, thank you so much. Oh man. It's the uh the band Batgirl cover yeah. of Yep. Yeah. I think I had Roger gave me a list of things to go track down when I went, and that was oh, one man. of them. Oh man! And they can't even put San Diego. They couldn't put San Diego Comic Con on that cover because no, they couldn't. So it's a zombie con. It's amazing. Yeah. Wait, wait. So another another person published that cover from? Um... No, it's the pose. It's the pose. Oh, or okay. the Joker behind Batgirl yeah. making her, you know, drawing the smile on uh-huh. her. It's the it's the pose, but with. <laughs> with the zombie, tramp. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure like, there's. It was the canceled DC yeah. cover because yeah. it was too controversial. So they did like a parody of it with Zombie Tramp, yeah. and yeah. they couldn't. It was so it was risque, the, controversial. They couldn't put San Diego Comic Con on it because San Diego was like, no. Yeah, it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like all the parodies Frank Joe does of the yes. the, the canceled Spider Woman cover by Manara. Um, yeah. So did anyway. that come out? I thought that came out, and they oh, just no. slapped uh, Wonder. Uh, sorry. Um, Spider Woman. Um, Spider Woman on top of where the you know, the controversy was. Yeah, the controversy was. I'm pretty Did sure they? it came out. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next week's graphic novels that are going to be coming out is Batman Dark Knight Returns book and mask set. Is that hardcover? Yeah. Is that a hard? It's probably graphic novel. It's the book and mask set. Yeah, yeah it's no, probably it's a, a trade. It's trade. A trade paper. Yeah. yeah. Soft yeah. cover. What's the mask of old Batman? Yeah, probably. Probably. Okay. The, the Frank Miller Frank Batman. Miller, which the. Um, <laughs> the low trade paperback volume three shore of the dying light uh so matt will be happy he gets right, another low trade oh yeah yeah that means the the big deluxe hardcovers are Ooh, probably gonna be that might be what behind. i have to do right there oh, i'm, I'm just a sucker in time for, for christmas yeah i'm a sucker for hardcovers yeah. so yeah. um marvel's doctor strange prelude trade paperback my little pony trade paperback volume five crystal empire Yay! johnny just like <laughs> Got super happy about that. Um, Power Man and Iron Fist Epic Collection trade paperback. Uh, Revenge. Old stuff. It's the old yeah, stuff. Like it's old, the epic collections are the old stuff from the seventies. Yeah. Awesome. That's a, that's I a might have to pick stuff, that up. Right? No, mm-hmm. the epic collections are color. Oh, okay. It's really, so. it's really cool. They're they're a pretty good value. You get like twenty books, full color mm-hmm. for like thirty five bucks, that's not which bad. is like twenty eight here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which one, it's what am I think, thinking about the the black and white ones that have like you're thinking about the old Marvel Essentials oh Essentials right they had, they had like a $17 price point mm-hmm. but they were all black and white which yeah and yeah. then for uh, this this actually kind of ir- irks me um, now they're coming out with the Superman Savage Dawn hardcover which the action volume 8 this Superman that came out this week which is part of all the because the, Savage Dawn was a massive once again, freaking Greg Pack got out of control with his crossovers, just like he right. did with Doomed. Right. And this was like the final story arc leading up to the whole death of the new 52 Superman. I said, why don't they just put out the Savage Dawn hardcover by itself instead of, and just count that as volume eight 
and nine of action and Superman because it was both those titles coming together. Right. Now they're putting it out after I've bought the other freaking right. graphic novels. What's that, Revenge? Uh, that's the, the name of the trade paperback for Iron Fist and Power Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Power Fist. Power Fist. God. <laughs> uh, we have the Trees trade paperback volume two coming out, which that's been like a hey, couple of years. Warren since, Ellis. Yeah, Warren Ellis. That's a good book. I, I read the time. first story art, which was really good, but I also lost forever. lost interest in it. The art's great on that. Uh, Walking Dead hardcover volume 13 is finally coming out, and then Wicked and Divine. Oh, I finally get to catch up on that, too, because that's one of the series that I follow in trades. Wicked and Divine trade paperback number four, Rising Action, is coming out. So, um, And then next week's graphic novel for all of those that like to follow along is Flashpoint because we're getting the Flash series back and that's where they're going. Oh, that's why we're doing that. Yes. Um, I <laughs> there's doubt a, there's always a method to the yeah, madness. I doubt it's going to make a whole lot of Mostly. like sense with the graphic novel versus the show because the show is very much its own thing but there's going to be a lot of elements in there that I think are going to carry. Yeah, definitely. outside of, I mean if, if everybody is current on the Flash season three, season two, three. Nope, nope. Don't right. say, don't say anything. Okay. Season two. Well, the reason. Um, all I'm saying is the 16. reason for the Flashpoint event happening is yes. the same. Same thing in, in the, the show sh- as for the comics. Novel. I'm not sure. I mean, there's a there's a Flashpoint animated movie out it's there. The same. That's huh. The the reason is that what you're going for? In the- oh no, I'm saying that's out there too. Oh, yeah. I mean, anybody that's seen that 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 follows very closely to the comics. I'm not sure they can do that in the TV mm-hmm. show. The TV show is going to be its own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what. But I'm, I'm, but I'm excited to see how much too. fun they have with it. Yeah. You know, because that's the thing with uh, with the Flash show, heart heroics and spectacle. Yeah. And they they do it. some stuff in the Flashpoint series that is absolutely cool. Yes, I mean it's so. I can't, I can't wait to talk about it. I think everybody here has read Flashpoint before. Yeah. Nope. Oh my no. gosh, Matt. I watched the animated movie. Oh, okay. that wasn't a good animated movie. What? You bite your tongue, I young man. The animated movie. Yes, I went but there. Read, you but you read, you've read Flashpoint though, right, Johnny? I read Flashpoint. Okay. Much better. Um, and no joke. I have not. Okay. So I've read it and probably picking it up to read it. Pick it up. So, um, cool. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be reviewing next week. It should be good. Um, and you have trades in, right? Of Flashpoint? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, five or six of them. Excellent. I got a fair amount. Good. All right. Let's, uh, that's going to wrap up the previews. Let's go ahead. You have some questions. You Apparently, Carlos gave you another question. Our weekly Carlos. And you're, you're going to spring this one on us, so we don't know what, what you're about yeah. to ask. Well, and Jonathan, I know that, because uh, I know Blaine and you have both thought about this before and talked about it. Okay. We've talked about it in the shop, so okay. I'm going to throw this at you first, and I'll give the uh, uh, the other two guys here uh, a chance to nervous. think about it. So, Okay, so, Carlos S., if you were in charge at DC Comics and to have Jonathan Hickman write any DC comic, oh! <laughs> which, which one would you have him write? Oh man, I I know specifically if I'm just just thinking of Hickman, he would love to do uh, Legion of Superheroes. Ooh, he would love that. I know that. Mm. Okay. Um, time travel, you know, 31st century or whatever time period it's set in. You know, I know he'd like that. Me personally, because he does good with the world building, the kind of the the craziness. I'd like to see what he could do with a. A cast of speedsters and and do like something involving the speed force. Okay, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up here because I know and I know um, I, I think that that when we had talked about this uh, some time ago in the shop that Legion of Superheroes had, mm-hmm. had come up and, yes. and I agree I mean that's such a big world he'd be he'd be great doing that I think Just Society had come up oh that's I forgot Just Society we would killer Hickman book. be great for me personally though after after reading Black Monday Murders oh my God yeah. okay I, I want to see him write Justice League Dark. Yes. That's what Joey was going to go with. <laughs> fiddle faddle. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joey. Fiddle go faddle, ahead. fiddle faddle. Chime in, man. But Chime see, in. The, the strength of Hickman is he could do it all if he, he needed do, to. Yeah. Just, yeah, Any of it. I'd yeah. say Justice League Dark for sure. I even Oh, man. Even just a Constantine book or a Swamp Thing book. Ooh, he'd be great. Ooh, all those, yeah, Thing, all, yes. all those dark really characters, awesome. I mean, from from what he's done with Black Money Murders and how, how demented this dude can be with his imagination i love yeah. i love you john hickman don't stop being evil I, I would even say give him the cosmic and let him control green lantern universe. why why would you take this away from me because <laughs> like how Jeff anything Johns with did, rich history hickman's good well, like with every ring having its own like cosmic entity he could go crazy with yeah. That. oh yeah give him yeah. give oh, him control God. over yeah. this I'm not going to ruin it, but what was just in the last issue of the Green Lanterns? Give Hickman control over that? Yeah. Oh. Here's the thing, though. I still thoroughly believe there is a DC book coming from Hickman sometime soon. Oh, I'm... It's in the pipeline. Justice League Dark, please. He keeps tweeting things at DC. He's probably plotting it out as we speak. Yeah. He's just... I'm... I, fingers crossed to the nerd gods. Let it happen. Like I'm ready for it. My body is ready. So Johnny, go ahead and answer the question. Uh, well, since Matt stole it, yeah, yeah. I, I got a new one. I'm on the spot right now. I would do either Green Lanterns or uh, Justice League. Justice Society would be good too. But maybe, maybe something like like you said, Roger, a Swamp Thing or a Hellblazer. Maybe a Dead Man. I That'd be. That. Yeah. Did you say Hellblazer? I said John said that. Really? <laughs> Well, you said Justice League Dark. I was, like I was nodding. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, I, but you said Dead Man also. That's yeah. another... I typically yeah. don't pay attention to Jonathan, so that's why I thought you said it. It's okay. <laughs> I know you have to block out like how... Or have him take over All-Star Batman. All-Star Batman, yeah. That might be a good one. Yeah, maybe get a different artist on it. I want wow. Keep the artist. <laughs> yeah. But sorry, Schneider. I, I just don't like the way you're writing it. <laughs> so is there any other, any hey. other questions? Uh, that's all I had. All you had? Carlos, thank God you come in every week, dude. Yeah. Um, Should probably give him producer credits or something, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was Matt's birthday yesterday. Be nice, you young whippersnapper. I love you, Matt. Um, so that's nothing else, right? We're good. I think that's a wrap. Okay, so. If you guys want to leave questions, which you should, you can come into the shop, ask Roger. I think we're going to have to get Roger a whiteboard so that yeah. you can remember to write them all down. Yeah. Cause all the, all the, all the yeah, or a suggestion box, but it's a question Knowledge bombs that you box. guys drop on me in the day. That That's what we need to do. Question box. I mean, you oh, have sticky notes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. So, but if you want to do it through social media, you can go to Facebook.com slash Horizon Comics. Yep. Can, there's yeah. a thing. Top post. Yeah, top there's post a pin pinned. post at the, at the top. Um, and if you want to f- keep up with everything in the shop, you can like Facebook or f- like Facebook, like Horizon Comics on Facebook and follow you at uh, at Horizon Comics on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to battle uh, and you can, <laughs> everybody, you can do that, too. And you can. Yeah. You poke the bear yeah. at, at Horizon Comics on Twitter. If you want to poke at me, I'm <laughs> at St. Jonathan on on um, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Nobody say anything bad at me at the Johnny. Oh, 2X do it all. Make fun of how young he is. 
And then Joe, you want to, if you want. All right. Well, you don't have to. I'm only on Instagram. I don't post anything. It's um, at pirate the creator. There's underscores in it. Figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a riddle. Solve it. So um, that's gonna do it for another episode like of the All Star Comics podcast. Um, oh, pay, I was go. I I I was going there. If you guys want to go above and beyond for uh, the support, if you if you like what you're hearing, please like, share, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. But if you want to go above and beyond, go to Patreon.com/slash All Star Comics podcast, and you can pick up some cool perks and prizes. Right. And one one and side note on, side note on, on that: uh, this Saturday is October first. It's the first Saturday of the month uh, for. Um, you know some of our Patreon uh, subscribers who who have pledged at at uh, at the ten dollar level are up. Um, have a sale, so forty percent off all comics and graphic novels, twenty percent off all merchandise this Saturday for you. Guys. That's for the Patreon subscribers. For the Patreon subscribers. Right. So you guys listen yeah. to that right now. Get on it. Yeah. So. And also, you know, we've got um, we've got some cool stuff coming up uh, down the pipeline next month. Uh, we're looking at at adding video and some some uh, some exclusive episodes. So uh, that's something that that's in the works. So I'm actually looking forward to that. Very yeah, exciting. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Alrighty. Anything else on side notes? No. That's we're it. We're good. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next Thursday. Joey, thanks for being in tonight. Yes. It was Thank great you, having Joey. you in. Thanks everybody. <laughs>